0: hard to to follow Paul Tripp, you know, especially his highlight video, so thanks for that. Um, My name is Brad Crenshaw, and I'm a covenant partner here. Um, I'm married to Leanne, and she's upstairs right now, and we are uh, celebrating 13 years of marriage tomorrow, Uh, so praise God for that. Um, We have two kids. Uh, We have my oldest daughter, Claire, who is eight years old, and Brody, who is my five-year-old son, and I joke all the time that Claire um, is my self-righteous, pharisaical, Miss Goody-Goody uh, sinner, and Brody's kind of the total opposite of the He's the, the wild, heathen, Gentile, pagan sinner, and so I got both the best worlds here, and um, so Parenting is a challenge and, and i can I can relate to that and, and and me and my wife talk about it a lot and so today I just wanted to uh, they, my topic is uh, intentional family discipleship and um, really that's just a, a phrase uh, this be like Jesus would be better way to say it I think um, but you know with with me and my wife parenting um, the, these two kids we, we we know it's important, and we, we love doing it, and um, I think, you know, God's Word is, is definitely uh, how we learn how to do this. And so I'm going to go ahead and assume everybody's on the same page here and agrees that, you know, we we, we want to obey God's Word and we need to disciple our kids. So we're going to go past that and just kind of talk about... Uh, what that looks like, how do we do this, and, and really just some very uh, practical ways this can be done, is some, just things me and my wife do uh, in our parenting. So um, first of all, I would say that intentional discipleship is really defined out as just a, a deliberate purpose of discipling, that we are very deliberate in doing it and that our purpose uh, has to be correct. Our purpose... Um, should be that we want to glorify God in what we do. Um, it's not that our aim is just to have better kids. We don't want to just modify our children's behavior so that they can um, form well in society. If, if that's kind of the goal and that's the aim, then we're setting them up for failure. Um, let's look at Deuteronomy 6 that I think it's already up here. Um, see what God's Word has to say. And if there's a verse that Covenant Church likes to use in their children's ministry, this is definitely the the passage that we use. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit and when you lie down and when you rise. And so basically what this... what i get out when i read this is that we're going to disciple our kids all the time you know it's like there's not a time that we're not discipling them and when i read deuteronomy 6 what what really came to my mind this week as i was reading it is this is what jesus did you know as jesus would go on through life if you read through the gospels and look at jesus's life he never had pointless conversations with his disciples, ever. Like, it's not like, hey, what you doing this weekend? I'm oh, just hanging out, just chilling, you know. It was never that. It was always, you know, walking by a vineyard and he would bust out in a parable of something or, you know, he would tell them, he would relate to them, you know, that I'm going to make you fishers of men or, um, you know, whatever. It was just never pointless dribble conversation. Jesus was always very intentional and just used all the time to capitalize on these discipling moments. And so... I think that Jesus is the best model of being a, a disciple-maker. And so we always need to continue and look at, at Jesus' life and see how he discipled and just kind of mimic that with our children. And I think the two ways that this is um, practically fleshed out for us, it's, it's in two different ways. And, and one is family devotion, and two is uh, a, a phrase I'm going to steal from Jeff Grubbs called teachable moments, and I'll explain that later. Um, so first, family devotion. What is family devotion? Um, and this is, to me, this is the easy one. This is, a, if you can read, you can do this. Um, and so, you know, the Bible, Jason mentioned the, the catechisms, um, and, and really what the catechisms are, again, is just a, a book that we use here um, that, in question form, tells our kids uh, theological truths about who God is in a systematic way. And it's great. And we do this at our house, and we love it. Um, Dinner time is is the time that we do it. Uh, We did do it right before bedtime, and that got crazy. You know, when you have a 5-year-old and an 8-year-old, and um, they don't want to go to bed, and they kind of start rebelling out. And, you know, we've, we've done a couple spankings in it. Um, and so that does happen. That's okay. God blesses discipline in de- family devotion time. Um, but we transitioned and moved it to our meal time at supper. Uh, we, you know, get together and we hold hands around the table uh, and pray and bless the food and we break the bread and we start eating. And then we go into our what we call question and we ask that. Dad asks that. Kids respond to that. And, um, answer at the best they could And like I said, if you can read, you can do this because all you have to do is just pick it up and read it. So, like there's no excuse that we shouldn't be doing this with our kids. Um, and it's, it's in, you know, they have a kid answer and they have an adult answer. And sometimes the kid answer I can understand and sometimes the adult I, I don't. And so um, it's very, very helpful that they have that. Uh, another thing that we've done at Covenant Church and in my family uh, is the, the Jesus Storybook Bible. And this is this is great. Uh, it's a, it's it's basically a book on a on a child's level that takes the the stories in Scripture and um, puts them in a story form and just um, puts them on a kid level and really just highlights who Jesus is and shows how every story points to Jesus in the Scriptures and um, and really there's just countless. And, you know, uh, devotions online, and Paul Tripp has um, a ton of resources uh, for for, uh, discipling your kids in a family devotion uh, setting. Um, So I think the main thing here is, one, to have it planned on your calendar, you know, um, and and have some consistency in doing that, you know. Start making this a rhythm in your life. And for me, I, I forget a lot of the times to do this and my wife is very gracious to come to me and say hey you know you haven't done the question with the kids in a while and you know she she really holds me accountable in that and so men it's on us to kind of lead out in this and wives you know excuse our stupidity and, and graciously please remind us to, to continue to to do this um the other uh way of discipleship that's family and, and to me this one's the funner one of the two for me is is what I'm going to call teachable moments, and I coined this phrase from from Jeff Grubbs, and I think I talk about him every time I come on stage and talk, but uh, it's just really because God has really used him um, in my life to help shape and disciple and mold me. And when I first met Jeff, he would always uh, tell me these stories or these teachable moments that he had with uh, his two two kids, Josh and Beth, and um, you know, at first I wouldn't understand really what he was talking about because he, he's very, you know, uh, he uses a lot of methods and analogies and illustrations. And then when I'd drive, be driving home, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's what he meant. And so it would take me a while to get it. Um, but he, he would always tell me that he would use these times and, uh, for these teachable moments. And I always liked that. And then I, so I started uh, remembering when I first met Jeff probably, I don't know, what, four years ago, I started wanting to do that with my kids, with Claire and Brody. And, you know, teachable moments can be any part of life and should be every part of life, uh, as Deuteronomy 6 says. Um, discipline is a great one, and, and, and Jason will be touching on this uh, in a minute, but, man, you have your kids' full attention there. You know, when they're in trouble and you got a belt in your hand, I mean, they're all ears, so, I mean, use that to communicate the gospel to them. Um, two is, uh, another one is, for me, what I, I, every day after work, I go pick up either Claire or Brody after school, and um, usually Claire, and, and that's a 10-minute drive I have from there to the house of, to really uh, invest in her and talk to her about how her day is. And, and, and so this takes us asking questions and prying a little bit and see what's going on and just simple questions like how was your day and what was the best part about your day and what was the worst part about your day. And just listen to how your kids respond, you know. And, and Claire sometimes will say, well, you know, it was a bad day because, you know, Lily and uh, Annie Grace left me out as they play today. And it just kind of hurt my feelings. And, and so, you know, that's an opportunity there for me to just jump in and just say, well, that's, I'm sorry to hear that, baby. You know who can relate to that? Jesus. You know, he had one of his best friends sell him out for 30 bucks or 30 pieces of silver, you know, and, and kill him. You know, so Jesus can relate to that. And so we always want to be pointing our kids to Jesus, you know. And so um, just easy ways like that that we can do that. I think um, our own walk. Has has anybody in here just really snapped at their kids, yelled at them? Okay, nobody's raising their hands. Um, Because we do it at our house a lot. Uh, We we say things that we regret. We, We say it too loud. And, you know, one way we can disciple and show the gospel to our kids is to go in there, sit down with them, and confess that that's sinful, apologize to them, uh, teach them reconciliation with God, that God has forgiven me. Uh, this is why Jesus died on the cross, for Daddy yelling at you and um, saying some things he shouldn't have said, and I just want to ask your forgiveness as well. And so we're teaching reconciliation just you know, vertically and uh, horizontally with them, and just Again, pointing them to God, pointing them to the gospel, pointing them to to Jesus. Um, another one uh, I, I do with Brody a lot, and um, this will be the last one I illustrate for us. Uh, Brody um, loves the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles; like that is his thing right now, and he is all about playing them. And I get down there and I play play with him with them, and I love it, and um, we have a great time and. What happens when me and Brody sit on a play? He just loves it so much. And I try to, again, start working the gospel on this and have these teachable moments with him. And I'll just start asking him questions. Brody, you know what? You know, Ninja Turtles are awesome, right? You know, these are really cool. Um, You know, what's better than the Ninja Turtles, though? And then he'll say something like, Splinter. And I'll say, well, yeah, okay, I I understand that. He's the sensei. (laughs) Uh, Touche. Um... So, what, what, you know, Splinter and the Ninja Turtles, what, what, what is better than that, you know? And Brody will just kind of look there with a, just a, you know, I don't know, look. And I'll say, you know, well, well God, because he created them. And, you know, he'll start kind of making the connection. and I, Because what I want to happen is I want Brody to love the Ninja Turtles. I want him to enjoy the Ninja Turtles. But I don't want his affection to stop there. I want it to continue to roll up to the one who created the Ninja Turtles. I don't want him to fall victim of worshiping creation. I want him to uh, roll his affections up and praise God for that and, and give God glory in that. And that's just, I know it might sound silly, but we, you know, this is another just simple way to just point our kids to the gospel, to Jesus, and to God. Um, and so that's the two ways, uh, practically, uh, family devotion and um, teachable moments And, you know, when does this stop, I guess, is the question I wanted to kind of answer next, and and, and it just doesn't. Um, You know, this this never ends. Our kids never get too old. I mean, Jeff Grubbs, you know, still has teachable moments with with Josh and Beth, and they're, you know, in college and, you know, um, married, and some of them married and kids, and and so it never stops. And um, as we talk about leaving a gospel legacy from one generation to the next, I mean, this is kind of you know, what Israel did in the Old Testament. You just saw this, the, uh, the gospel being just next generation, next generation, just keeps transferring, um, you know, and that's something I can really relate to because in my family growing up, um, I came from a very loving uh, Christian family. You know, me and my three brothers, my mom and dad just really loved us, really poured in us, prayed over us, brought us to church all the time, just really had these teachable moments with us now looking back at it. And then my mom's family and my dad's family, that's where they come from. Very loving, um, you know, Christian faith families. And I don't know apart from there because that's too much research after that for me. But, you know, that, you, you know, we're the third, now fourth generation starting these, go- leaving these gospel legacies. And we want my kids' kids to continue this and, and our kids' kids continue this. Um, my wife, on the other hand, is... It's total opposite, came from the total opposite. She came from a, a very broken, um, very dark, very dysfunctional, um, horrible upbringing. And what's so awesome about it is just God is so good and can just rescue something, rescue somebody at a, a place that is so dark and so wicked and so cruel. And he can bring that person and, and, and come into the Israel family And so, you know, maybe you can relate to mine, and and that's great, and that's good, and you want to keep this same message gospel going over and over again. Or maybe you come from a a very broken family like my wife's. Just remember, God's love and grace is big enough to rescue you out of that, and and you can start the new generation for your family now. You know, you don't have to continue the wicked and dark um, histories that you've grown up in. Um, Parenting. You know, doing all these things of uh, teachable moments and family devotion, you're gonna fail at it. You know, you are sinners just like your kids are, and I fail at it all the time. Like I said, Leanne has to always hold me accountable and 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 help me. She's a she's a great helper, and uh, I, I'm gonna fail. You're gonna fail, and when we fail, um, this is where we have to believe the gospel. This this becomes a teachable moment for our kids is our failures. You know, when they look at our lives and they see us struggling and walking through hardships and just, you know, fail at parenting, this is the time we must believe the gospel. This is the time they must see us fall down and look at the cross. You know, that, that you know, we look at Jesus on the cross paying for our failures. This is something that we can transfer to our, our kids is that um, mom and daddy screwed up and I don't know if I can say that, but mom and daddy messed up and... Um, and we, we, we want to acknowledge that Jesus has paid for our mess-ups. Jesus purchased our mess-ups on the cross, and now we can walk in that truth to be obedient um, to God. Um, and my, what I would like to close with, just kind of the final thought, is, you know, and, and Jason touched on it um, just a while ago, what are you uh, leaving your kids? What, what is most important to you? If you went home right now and asked your kids you know, without rigging the question. You can't say, well, you know how Daddy likes the Bible, and he always comes to church, and, you know, what do you think is the most important thing to Daddy? You know, without doing that, just straight up, hey, Brody, Claire, what is the most important thing to your father and to your mother? What would they say? I mean, it's a question you might want to go ask them, because, you know, what you, like they said, what you love is what you're going to, you know, pass on down, and you know, do you really believe that Jesus is the most valuable thing? If Jesus is the most valuable thing in the entire universe, that would be the best thing to give to your kids, correct? If we truly believe that, not just intellectually say that, because, I mean, everyone would say that here, I think, but does our lives actually show that? Our lives actually, our kids can look at our lives and say, okay, Jesus is the most important thing to my mom and most important thing to my dad, you know, is that the most important thing in your life? Because if he, if he is, which I truly believe he is, you know, and we don't give him that, we would be cruel, cruel parents. You know, we would be hateful parents. And so, you know, you got to see Jesus as value, valuable. you got to um, see how worthy he is. And I think with that, you know, we can pass that down from one generation to generation. Um I'm going to close this in prayer, and then I think we got another video coming up next. Um, Heavenly Father, just thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thank you for uh, being faithful uh, to us and unfaithful people. And we just thank you for the cross. And thank you uh, for being a giver of good gifts. You gave us our children, and we just pray for all their souls here that you would just save them at an early age and that they you would just move mightily through them, and we just pray for um, wisdom and guidance for the parents here and their hearts to raise these children up into you, Lord, and just thank you for the people here. Thank you for the accountability, Lord, and just we love you. Amen.